Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you are. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. As always, uh, snacks and beverages. This evening, uh, the recommended beverage of choice is a frothy goblet of baby blood served ice cold. And the snack, of course, fricasseed children served in a moist potato sack. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am Boogie Bumpy, your host, hopefully for the next hour or so. We'll see how we go. Might be tough getting through tonight, as is always the case on this Monday night edition. Um, If you don't know, I work nights through the week. So I do a, you know, a full night's work. I come home. I've got like five hours, six hours lag in between. And then I do this show. But after the weekend, my body clock is so screwed that I don't know whether I'm going back to sleep or I'm getting up. So Monday show is generally a train wreck. But I've got good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sharing the show out, by the way. Thank you for joining us. Um, After this week, pardon me. After this week, after Wednesday's edition of the show, I am officially on vacay, going on a little vacay. So this time next week, I will be drinking cocktails next to a pool, which I will not get in under any circumstances. A little soggy around the midsection these days. So where once upon a time, the sunshine and the the cocktails and the fun in the pool and stuff like that, Um, Now I'm just happy to sit and continue to punish my liver in the presence of other people having fun. That's good enough for me. So that's what I'll be doing this time next week. Um, So next week, there won't be any Daily Boogie next week, just to let you know. But I will be doing uh, the Common Discourse this weekend on Friday night, probably just after Pirate Radio. So hopefully you can join us for that. But no Trust and Verify next week, no Daily Boogie this week. So I'm in a good mood. This week is going to be about good moods. There's not going to be any ranting because I'm pretty much already switched off upstairs. To be fair, I was told that I switched off upstairs probably in my second year of high school and I never really got out of it. But now I'm officially switched off in vacation mode. So I'm very much looking forward to it and I just want to have some fun this week. And hopefully you would like to have some fun too. You won't be joining me on vacation, of course. You won't be sitting next to the pool drinking cocktails but you can have fun here you can have fun on this show which is the main thing of course thank you for joining us um we're going to talk a little bit about halloween tonight uh by the way if you'd like to become a supporter of the show please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you would like to thank me for the minimal effort that i put into this and then having a cocktail and not doing anything at all for the next week. Then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Um, gonna do a little bit of Halloween tonight. Now I've got to I've got to go straight out and say it straight away. 
I'm not a Halloween guy. Halloween is this one of the things I'm obviously very familiar with it because we get so soaked with imported American culture that we're very familiar with all of your little holidays, Thanksgiving, Halloween. So we, we're brought up on it in a sense that it's on TV and there's a lot of shows about Halloween at that time of year, the imported American shows that we watch. But it's not something that's really done here. Lately, over the last, say, 10 years, people have tried to get it going, tried to bring it in. Every now and then you see people with pumpkins out the front and stuff, but it never really works because this is Australia and this is Sydney where I live. So the children always have in the back of their mind that if they go up to somebody's house and say trick or treat, there's a there's a very good chance that the person who answers the door might just tell them to fuck off. <laughs> That's always part of the risk. It's never any and if the and if the kid then wants to, you know, throw eggs at their house or something or throw uh, toilet paper over their front lawn or what have you, then there's a good probability that they might be bashed. <laughs> by the person get off my fucking lawn we don't do that american shit here so that's kind of where we're at um i've never held back candy from children but i don't i don't offer candy i give them cigarettes when they come around because let's be fair that's what kids really want they're not interested in in candy anymore they're all on the health food stuff now if you can't get them a big mac uh, they're not interested in lollies and chocolates, so I just give them cigarettes. You'll be amazed. Uh, nobody comes to my house anymore. <laughs> I thought I was doing the parents a favour. I was stopping the children from stealing their menthols. You know, here, here kid, have a here, have a Winfield Blue, 12 milligram. It'll sit you on your ass. Kids, trade it for some chocolate if you want. It's all I've got. The kids don't come over anymore. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So I do want to delve into Halloween a little bit. Because it seems as though the unsuccessful attempts to ban... We're going to ban Christmas. You know how every year at Christmas there's all of the outrage stories that start up? Oh, they're banning the nativity scene. Oh, they're banning the religious Christmas songs. Oh, they're banning Christmas. They want to kill Christmas. They hate Christmas. They hate everything. And it's always an example to me not of, you know, the weakness of Christian beliefs or Christianity in the West... To me, it's a sign that the corporate mainstream media, yet again, is trying to get us at each other's throats because, you know, you might have a different experience, but in my experience, the people who are trying to ban Christmas and ban Christmas things and ban Christmas songs aren't people from countries that don't celebrate Christmas by and large. They're not the ones who make the biggest deal about it. More often than not, you'll find it's the kind of educated, upper-middle-class, predominantly white people who themselves come from Christian ancestry or Christian backgrounds who get to that stage in life, who get to that point in their privilege ladder. They get to that level on their privilege ladder where they decide that uh, this Christmas thing that they've had around their entire life and their children's entire life and their parents and their grandparents and so on and so forth back through the generations they eventually get to the point in the privilege totem pole where they decide that Christmas is no longer to be done because it's really offensive to the other people. It's offensive to those foreigners. You know the you know the strange foreigners with their strange beliefs coming from their strange countries. <clears throat> and you'll and you'll find these foreigners turn around and go, uh, I I I don't really have a problem with this. I have no problem with Christmas if it's very nice. My children play. 
Uh, you know, we all get the day off work, which is very nice. We have dinner with the family. Uh, we are not Christian, but we don't care. You can do your Christian thing. And the upper middle class, white, educated, liberal types say, no, 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 no. This is very offensive to you. Wouldn't you like to be included? Wouldn't you like something more inclusive? Don't you think all of these white people celebrating this Christmas thing is a little over the top? No, I don't really have a problem with it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, you're, play- you're offended by this. Trust me. Don't worry. I'll speak on your behalf. And then they go out there and say, I need to speak on behalf of the foreigners because they don't have a voice because of all the racism, you see. They're being oppressed by Christmas. So their efforts to do this to Christmas have been rather unsuccessful by and large except for the odd outrage campaign here and there. So they've now turned their attention to Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to do away with Halloween. But interestingly enough, when I started looking at this, and I'm sorry, this is going to offend some of the Christian folk, not all of you, I assume, but some, there are a lot of Christian folk who want to ban Halloween because they see it as satanic, right? Uh, It's not very godly. We need to do away with it. I don't let my children... That's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to be in favor of it. But there is, um, you know, I find in the, in the past, it hasn't been so much the privileged upper middle class, educated atheist liberals who have tried to ban, ban Halloween. It's been your more, you know, fundamentalist Christian types, you know, the true believers. But that's now starting to change as well. They're starting to find allies. Because you see, banning Halloween for it, conflicting with your Christian views is one thing. Banning Halloween because you think it's racist is another thing entirely. So now we're seeing a melding, finally, of the, you know, the devout evangelical sects and the upper middle class atheist liberals who have have found some common ground. We all need to ban Halloween because it makes Jesus cry and it makes uh, foreigners cry. It's making everybody cry, whether they're brown or whether they're heavenly. Doesn't matter. Everybody's offended. And poor little you in the middle, you know, you look to the right and there's people saying, you know, Judas and waving crosses in your face. You look to the other side and they're going, you racist bastard Nazi. And it's like, what the hell am I supposed to do here? I just wanted to put candles in pumpkins. I just wanted to give strange children treats when they come to my house. I didn't know all this was going on. It's not my fault. So we'll get into a bit of that. Um, thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's kick it off with a the way I like to, with a, a good outrage campaign, ladies and gentlemen. It has to start somewhere, and it's best to start with the children at a local school. Kids at One Walpole School won't be marking the day with costumes and candy. The Boyden Elementary School is following a Needham School's lead, putting an end to Halloween celebrations. Boo! <laughs> They are putting an end to Halloween celebrations, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's wonderful that the schools go out on these kinds of limbs. I think it's fantastic. Um, we need to allow the young boys in the in the school to wear dresses if they feel uh, female that day, but we can't allow them to wear a sombrero. <laughs> That's a step too far. We, we must allow the young boys to wear a stuffed brassiere to school and pantyhose and skirts if they want. That's fine. We're very inclusive. But if that young boy wishes to wear, you know, an Indian headdress, for example, oh dear. Oh, no, no, no. That's a bannable offence. We don't tolerate that kind of stuff. 
Officials call a costume parade out of routine yep. and difficult for some students. As James Smith explains, kids at the school will now celebrate, quote, Spirit Day. <laughs> Spirit Day, yay! <laughs> what the fuck is Spirit Day? <laughs> Spirit Day sounds like the day, uh, you know, the deadbeat dad might celebrate when he gets the kids off to school for the day. All right, I'm gonna hit my I'm gonna hit my fucking Jim Beam. I'm gonna hit my Jack Daniels. Finally, Spirit Day. It's payday. It's when the welfare check comes in. It's when I can cash in my food stamps for a bottle of sweet, sweet brown liquor to forget the troubles, to forget the fact that I have kids that I don't want. I look forward to Spirit Day every single Thursday. I think it's a lot of political correctness. Uh, the decorations are out. Halloween, two weeks out. away. But there's controversy at Boyden Elementary School Controversy. The school will not be happy. <laughs> what a world we live in. When little children dressing up in costumes is now controversial. Like, this this is what we've got. There's nothing. You know what's controversial to me? Look at how shaggy that lawn is there in front of that high school banner. Where Where is the maintenance guy? Maybe that's why we had to ban Halloween because there were people dressing up like Mexicans and the Mexican gardener refused to come into work. I'm not going where all those little white racist kids are mocking me. Fuck it. I'm just going to let the weeds grow. Cover up the school. I don't care. I don't care. I don't even need this crappy job anyway. $5 an hour under the table. That's your real controversy. Someone get a, might get a nasty rash from that paspalin growing out the front its annual Halloween costume parade this year. I think it's a shame because, uh, you know, Halloween is the funnest day of the year. Not next anymore. To Christmas. No, it's racist. Didn't you get the memo? Halloween is awful and racist and bigoted and not inclusive enough. It's for our children. In a message to parents, the school principal says the costume parade is out of our ordinary routine. Oh, we, we, mustn't, we mustn't have anything that's out of the routine at school anymore school is to be regimented to the minute we need to have you in your seat at this particular time and nothing else must change at all ever during the school day having a costume parade is very it's very strays very far from regular school routine we can't allow spontaneous outbursts of fun to take place this could be very damaging to our students to have spontaneous fun moments at school. They're here to learn, not for fun. And <laughs> can be difficult for many students. Also, the parade is not inclusive of all the students, and it is our goal uh, each and every day to ensure all students' individual differences are respected. Except the ones that want to dress up, of course. Fuck them. Why isn't it inclusive of all the students? It sounds like you're doing a pretty shitty job. It sounds like you're doing a shitty job making students feel part of this of the celebration of Halloween. You know, the one of the great American traditions. It sounds like you're not doing a very good job of it. Well, you know, some of our students don't feel included, so we have to ban it for everybody. Is that how we solve problems now? So if you've got like 29 kids in a classroom. They're all looking forward to dressing up on Halloween. They're all looking forward to the candy and the costumes. Oh, what are you wearing? What are you going as? Oh, it's going to be so much fun. And there's one kid in the corner who's like, nah, I don't think this is going to be fun for me. It's fine. You guys go and have fun. 
I don't have fun. I don't think I'm being included in this. And it's like, all right, hold up, hold up. Everybody, put your costume plans down. We're not doing it this year because little Jacob in the corner isn't going to have any fun. He's not included. Okay. You know what's more fun than having fun? Not having fun because somebody else can't have fun. That's what's fun. Being inclusive and regimented and not doing anything out of the ordinary. We have grandkids going to Boyden School. Wonderful school. Halloween party should happen on Friday because all the kids are excited. What a cost. All the kids are excited. <laughs> Stream on. Parade down the street. I think I, we found another immigrant. It, it, Heisenberg did say it is close to Boston, though. Let them have their little time. You know, why, does, why do you have to turn it into something political? Yeah. Last month, a school in Needham canceled Halloween events. Now it's happening in Walpole. See, someone in the chat said before, that's sustainable grass boogie. Yeah, it is. It looks like it's been sustainable for the last six months. It looks like it's been very sustainable for a long time to the point of people are walking past and ignoring it, so much so that it's covering over the sign out the front of the school so it looks like a decrepit ghost school. It looks like an abandoned school. It looks like the kind of school that would be on the outskirts of Chernobyl, where nobody goes because of the radiation. And the weeds just run free. People are too concerned with political and over-political means today. I think they should go ahead and do it. I don't understand what the reasoning is behind it or whatever, but... Just, Just because everybody says it's a good thing doesn't mean it's a good thing, sir. Sir. Just because all of the parents and all of the people we ask say that there's nothing wrong with Halloween and why can't the kids dress up on a Friday doesn't mean we should let them do it. I mean, I'm the goddamn principal here. Don't you know who I am? I'll tell you what's appropriate. Just because they're your kids going to your community school that you pay for with your taxes and my salary doesn't mean you can have any say. You'd think... You'd think these parents would know their place by now. You'd think these parents would know that it's none of their business what goes on in the school and in school hours. You'd think these parents would have a little more respect. Respect the decisions and the ideas of the people who are charged to raise your kids for six hours a day. And when the people that you pay to look after your kids for six hours a day tell you that the kids aren't allowed to have any particular fun on Halloween, you better shut the hell up. Get back in your damn box. Nobody asked you. Well, except the reporter, of course, sticking the camera in their face. But aside from that, nobody asked you, sir. It should, it should be done. It's just a, a Halloween thing. That's it. This coming Friday, the school will have a Halloween party for students huh? after school hours. Ah. But as far as Halloween itself goes, the school says that day will be called Black and Orange Spirit Day. What? Black and Orange Spirit Day? What the fuck is... <laughs> What the fuck is Black and Orange Spirit Day? I know. They're trying to latch on to that uh, semi-successful show, Black is the New Orange, you know, about the lesbians in jail. I think that's what it is. Uh, It's a smart marketing ploy from the educators at the school. I get it. It it all makes sense to me now. In Walpole, Jim Smith, WBZ News. WBZ News, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I hope this doesn't just play something else because these... Little local... No, no, I don't want you to play. You just stay right there, Jim. At Warpole WBZ News. Because these little news sites have a little habit of playing videos in the background. 
tell you what we do. We're going to mute you. Thank you so much. So I think we need to be educated about what kinds of outfits are racist and what kinds are not. If you're unlucky enough to be going to a bigoted school or if your children are unlucky enough to be going to a bigoted uh, racist institution known as a primary school, ladies and gentlemen, then the very least you can do is educate yourself on which outfits are okay and which outfits are not. And I thought that we would check in with the good people at Vice who are experts in this field. They know exactly what's offensive to who and when. And this is where we go when we want to find out the truth, the, the reality of what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. I thought this was very educational. Let's check out a few minutes of this. I'm disgusted. This may be one of the things I might just rip off somebody's head. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. oh that's... That's a great that's a great way to deal with being offended with things. I I just might go up to somebody and rip it off their head. Cuz I'm <laughs> because it's not fair to me. We're very tolerant here in, in today's world. I love it. My god. I don't even want to open it. Like why can't you just be a cat? A cat? Nobody's going dressed as a cat. It seems pretty clear. Is your Halloween costume offensive, ladies and gentlemen? Let's find out. It seems pretty clear. White people shouldn't dress up as black people. Oh. And you shouldn't masquerade as a race or ethnicity that's not your own. Ah. But every year, politicians and celebrities still get it wrong. Really? As long as it, as it was respectful and part of a Halloween costume, it seemed okay. Well, I was wrong. Oh, and Megan. I am sorry. Oh, Megan. I was I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Imagine having to publicly apologize for believing that people should be allowed to dress up as what they want on Halloween. Imagine being dragged out to do it. She's dressed in black like it's a fucking funeral. I just thought it was fun. I'm one of these awful white privileged bigots that you've heard so much about. And I just thought if the kids want to dress up as a Mexican, then there's nothing wrong with that. <sighs> I was wrong. I'm sorry. So at this time, I want to draw your attention. I, I'm just going to break from this clip very quickly to provide a little bit of context. Something I came across while I was, you know, searching around for this kind of stuff earlier today. Uh, it's an article in Time magazine. It's impossible not to smile at Paul Rudd casually rolling up to trick-or-treat as Weird Al Yankovic. That's not the, the crux of what we're dealing with here. I want to show you this little video that accompanies this article, which gives a very quick little boil down of Halloween and where it started, or at least where we think it started, right? Because you have uh, certain people and certain organizations trying to say, well, there's a, there's a new set of rules when it comes to Halloween, Okay. And one of the rules that we need to observe is that white people can't dress up as anything from any other culture or any other country or any other people's history, right? You know, that's a big no-no. That's a Halloween faux pas. That, so that's one of the new rules that's just, you know, come out of nowhere, basically. Now that's a thing. We all need to observe that rule. So I think you'll find this interesting. Where did Halloween come from? All Hallows' Eve, the holy evening. <laughs> Heisenberg says, I was Kaepernick for a second year. That's all well and good, except when they start handing out the punch at the Halloween party because, you know, you, they're not even going to see you below the bench, but below the countertop. It's just going to be a hand with a cup because, you, of course, to be to pull off the Colin Kaepernick, you're going to have to be on your knee constantly, right? 
Otherwise, you're just another football player. And I mean, unless you're one of the rapists, one of the rapists or the dog fighting football players, then it's not really scary, especially if there's little kitties around. So just a little hand up near the punch bowl. Yep, one down here for Colin. Just going to see a mop <laughs> at, at pelvis height for everybody else. Sensational stuff. Steve, no matter what you call it, one thing is certain. The true origin of Halloween is still shrouded in mystery. But here's what we do know. What do we know? Halloween is linked to an old Celtic festival oh. called Samhain. Oh. It marked the end of the harvest season and the oh. beginning of winter, the darker half of the year. Wait. Can we hear that again, please? What do we know about Halloween exactly? Steve, no matter what you call it, one thing is certain. Okay. The true origin of Halloween is still shrouded in mystery. Okay. But here's what we do know. What do we know? Halloween is linked to an old Celtic festival oh. called Samhain. Oh. It marked the end of the harvest. Looks like a whole bunch of white people dancing around there, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't you find it funny that Halloween, what we do know, as pointed out by this video, is literally invented by white people. It is a holiday invented in European culture, born out of European culture, ladies and gentlemen. So here we have people accusing white people of appropriating other cultures on Halloween and telling the white people how they should act and what they should do on a holiday that white people literally invented. <laughs> Like, I'm being purely objective here. If it's all about appropriation and we're not allowed to appropriate other people's things and other people's tradition, then surely can't the white people do whatever the fuck they want on the holiday they invented? What am I missing here? Do you see my point? White people invent Halloween. A bunch of non-white people then say what Halloween is and what it is not and how white people should celebrate it whilst complaining about white people appropriating other people's holidays and other people's cultures. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure the white people can do whatever the fuck they want on a holiday they invented because, I mean, they invented it, right? And we wouldn't want other people appropriating white people's culture now, would we? Seems odd. It seems strange to me that such a thing would take place. But let's carry on. The thing is, there actually are some gray areas. Oh. What if you wear a mask? What if you yes. dress as a public figure whom you admire? So we brought together six people of color to discuss how they feel when they see someone pretending okay. to be a race or... Six, six random people of color. ...in a city on Halloween. And we got a whole lot of costumes for them to review. What do we got? This the includes hey a sombrero, a mustache, poncho, and pants with an attached, attached donkey. donkey. Everything about it. You've got to have you've got to have the attached donkey, don't you? It's just not the same without the donkey. Is offensive. This leg that doesn't have a shoe, um, and these pants that are ripped. I mean, they're supposed to no signify shoe, and homie. show that. The person might be working class. It leads back to not seeing Mexicans as actual human beings. Whoa, or people whoa, with whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did we jump straight to that? How did we go straight from the costume doesn't have, he's missing one shoe to 
This is because people don't see Mexicans as human beings. That seems like a stretch to me. That seems like you may be jumping ahead a few steps here. You know, just because I, I, I walk around without shoes all the time. Am I less of a human being? Do people look at me and consider me to be less of a human being? That's, that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a little extreme, don't you think? Well, you see here, the costume is missing one shoe, and that's because everybody wants to wipe Mexicans off the face of the earth. What? I'm sorry, what? Yes, that's what the one shoe represents. Uh, this uh, random person of Mexican descent is telling us on this video that the one shoe represents the fact that uh, white people see Mexicans as lesser, as sub subhuman, basically, because they only have one shoe. Is offensive. This leg that doesn't have a shoe. Was... Yeah, like, is do we, is, okay, so is it they see Mexicans as subhumans or blue collar people as subhumans with the ripped jeans and the one shoe? Maybe they don't like blue collar people. So I guess if you were going to dress up as, say, I don't know, 1800s white trash, you know, with the overalls, with no shirt on and the big straw hat, carrying a rake around, uh, you might be seen as subhuman because you, you don't have any shoes on and your denim's ripped. Like, you see, we're going into some very dangerous territory here. I guess we're in a gray area. Um, and these pants that are ripped, I mean, they're supposed to signify and show that the person might be working class. It yep. leads back to not seeing Mexicans as actual human beings. <laughs> it just leads back to not seeing Mexicans as human beings. How, how the hell did it lead back to that? <laughs> Black batter in the chat. There's a ton of white people that started a night of drinking with both shoes and then go home with only one. I couldn't agree more. It's happened to me. <laughs> I've done that. Damn it. You know how hard it is to buy one size 15 shoe? It's hard enough to get two. They don't sell them in singles, unfortunately. There are people with dignity, so of course, let's make fun of them. Oh, oh this right. is ridiculous. See, is the costume making fun of them, though? Is, is the costume making fun of them? Or is the costume the person having fun? I know it sounds very similar, but, you know, nuance is important. Semantics are important sometimes. Oh, my God. I can't is believe somebody. Is this triggering to see? It is. Very, as a matter of fact. Oh. And this is not something that this you guys is... wear in your culture? No. So, like, oh. it's supposed to be based on, like, a traditional Chinese dress. Is it? Because it's said on the cover of the thing, uh, geisha. Geisha, vodka geisha girl. Now, I could be wrong, but isn't the vodka geisha, isn't the geisha girls, aren't they Japanese and not Chinese? Am I wrong? I thought the geisha girls were Japanese and not Chinese. So you have this person saying, well, it's supposed to be based on a Chinese traditional dress. And I'm like, really? The geisha outfit? Isn't that Japanese? <laughs> what am I missing here? Who's appropriating what at this point? No, she she said it's supposed to be based on a Chinese outfit. So either she doesn't know or she's appropriating Japanese culture now. Where it's not supposed to reveal your breast over uh, here and and not supposed to be this short. short. I Listen to this. It's not supposed to be this way. I, I'm, do you work in fashion? 
So listen how regulated these people are. Well, see, now this particular outfit here, it's based on something, but it's not supposed to be changed whatsoever. It must be absolutely the way that it has always been and must never change at all. Ladies and gentlemen, these people have become the conservatives. No, no. See that outfit that people of Japan that I think come from China, the people of Japan have been wearing for hundreds of years in very specific circumstances. You're not allowed to do anything to that. You're not allowed to change it in any way, shape or form. You're supposed to wear it exactly as it was worn hundreds of years ago. (laughs) That's like ultra conservative. That's uber conservative. That is a traditionalist that would make, you know, modern trad conservative traditionalists blush with embarrassment. Oh, no, no. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to change anything. Just leave it the way it was in, you know, the 1600s and that'll be fine. Thank you. I do not think this is appropriate to wear on oh. Halloween. Oh. It reminds me of like old depictions of Asian women that were called like dragon ladies. And <laughs> old, it reminds me of old depictions of dragon of of, China, of Asian women when the other one said, "No, it's supposed to be a traditional dress. It's not supposed to look this way. It's supposed to look like it did back in the 1600s." <laughs> well, I guess then it's not so different after all. If it still reminds you of the traditional thing, if it still reminds you of the old ways, then maybe they haven't really changed it that much to begin with. In American film. If I saw somebody wear this, just... (laughs) Pinochet in the chat. These people are just grasping at anything to be offended by. It's disturbing, but I can't look away. (laughs) I'm similar. I don't care. Like I said in the outset, I don't even care about Halloween. It's not, not a thing that I do here. But I do find these these little displays and I do find these little educational videos, you know, somewhat macabre in their asinine quality. It's completely honest. I'd be like, oh, this is a look. But then, like, while you were talking, it kind of just made me think, like, it doesn't matter if it's a look. Like- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is like a turbo woking. So the girl next to the Asian girl said, you know what? I Here I was just thinking it was a look. I'm just thinking like it's, it looks a certain way and it's supposed to look a certain way. But now that I've heard you say that it's offensive, now all of a sudden I agree with you. I have no thoughts of my own. I have no opinions of my own. When it comes to Halloween fashion, I am an empty vessel to be, seized, to be filled with your wisdom. Because you see, you're an Asian person. So, and I am not an Asian person. And because this dress somewhat resembles some kind of traditional Asian dress, even though we think it's geisha, uh, geisha, but it comes from China all of a sudden. I don't know how we got that wrong. I don't know why we're listening to this person if she thinks the geisha girls come from China. But, but putting, she's the expert. Pardon me. Maybe I'm the idiot here. But putting that to one side. There's a somewhat, somewhat, some kind of something sort of traditional dress that kind of looks like something it's not. So and now that you've told me that it's offensive, well, I'll, I'll never be seen dead in one. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> American film. If I saw somebody wear this, just completely honest, I'd be like, oh, this is a look. But then, like, while you were talking, it kind of just made me think, like, it doesn't matter if it's a look. Like, if it's offensive, it's offensive, and, like, you shouldn't wear it. It's such a, like, <laughs> diminishment. It doesn't matter if it's a look. If it's offensive, then it's offensive and you shouldn't wear it. Just just one person was enough. Just one person.
That was enough to change her mind. We just sat her down next to one person who said they didn't like it. And then all of a sudden, well, I don't like it either. What's, what's your favorite food? Whatever food you like. That's basically, that's basically our society now. It's the scene from Coming to America where Eddie Murphy has the girl who was raised to be his queen. And he's trying to find out a little bit about her. He's trying to figure out what makes a tick. And he's in there and he's like, well, tell me about yourself. What food do you like? Whatever food you like. Well, I know, I know what I like. I want to know what you like. Well, I like whatever you like. You know, what's your favorite color? Whatever color you like. Do you have a favorite song? Yes. Great. What is it? Whatever song you like. <laughs> That's what we are. We are people that don't know. We, we have no ability to say what we like and dislike anymore. And we have no ability to argue the case. We'll just turn to somebody else and say, well, what do you think? And if that somebody else says, well, I think it's inappropriate and you shouldn't do it, we go, oh, okay, thank you for that. Thank you. We have, we have zero cultural confidence even in our own traditions and values at this point. And like I said, Halloween's not one of mine, but it's definitely one of yours if you're an American. And you're just being told, well, this, this tradition that started out of Celtic tradition, which is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old, literally started by the white European people. You can no longer make the rules of your own fucking holiday. <laughs> you don't get to decide anymore. Somebody else does. Because appropriation is bad, apparently. Version of how they would wear it at all. Like okay. Point blank, period. Yeah. All the things in Black Panther were made up. Now, see, can you wear, can you wear the Wakanda uniform? Are you let This is a very interesting one. Can you, wear, can you wear the Wakanda uniform, ladies and gentlemen? It's really not like you're appropriating any specific culture because it's a made-up culture. Can anybody, like, non-black wearing this? Because I think Black Panther was for everybody. It wasn't just for one specific race or culture, as long as you're not painting your face black. Let's be honest, you know, things that are black are always cool in America. <laughs> black Panther, when it came out for, like, the Native community, we felt it. Whoa. And a lot of kids on the res, it spoke to them. Um, point of privilege. I'm just wondering why a fictional comic book saga, I'm wondering why a fictional comic book superhero movie about a fictional country in Africa filled with Africans would speak to the American Indian kids on the reservation. Oh, man, when Black, when Black Panther came out, we felt that. Now, Heisenberg in the chat was asking, yeah, but, um, you know, who says that these people speak for all people, though? Oh, I didn't say that all these people speak for all people. Nobody speaks for everybody. But that guy just said, of the American Indian population, we felt it. He's speaking for everyone himself. Now, you can criticize me for criticizing this. That's fine. That's your prerogative. I'm not saying that these people speak for everybody, but these people are doing this video trying to tell everybody what they can and can't wear. I'm not doing that. I'm having a little fun at the people who try to tell everybody else what they can and can't wear. Do you see the difference? Thanks for joining us. I think there's a connection that people make with superheroes that really transcends race to some extent. Okay, so superheroes are all good. 
you can you can go dressed as a black superhero. Okay? So that's one of the gray areas. Because remember in the start they said if you're white, you're not allowed to dress up as a black person unless that black person is a superhero. <laughs> then it's fine. Then you can dress up like the superhero as much as you want. I'm offended. Yeah, I'm offended. I'm not even Mexican. If I'm Mexican, <laughs> do I want this to represent our right. culture, our people? But you're not Mexican. <laughs> this is the Indian guy. So this this guy's just finished saying that uh, Black Panther spoke to him as an American Indian. And now he's saying, if I'm Mexican, do I want this representing my culture? Mate, pick one. Pick a culture and stick with it. Is this the, uh, the image that I want? Not really. A real Mexican would never wear this. This shirt, I don't know what the shirt is supposed to be. Like, why there's fringe there? Was he in battle? Is he supposed to be a drunk, right? And then there's that association, <laughs> that my, yeah. um, right, of Mexican men specifically being associated with alcoholism uh, and drinking and being violent. Well, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the guy in the picture does have two bottles of tequila in his hands. You know what I mean? That's the associate. Oh, the Mexicans drunk and violent. But aren't we talking about, you know, the Wild West era Mexicans? The Wild West era? South of the border, shooting guns, riding horses, drinking tequila, and so on and so forth? I mean, are we saying that Mexicans don't get drunk at all? Well, this speaks to the. This speaks to the harmful stereotype that Mexicans once upon a time used to uh, have guns and drink tequila and have one shoe, apparently. It's very offensive. This is just problematic on so many problematic. different levels. It's, it's problematic on so many different levels, folks. We all don't look the same. We don't dress the same. We yep. don't speak the same language. Yep. There's over 300 different languages. This yeah. is a thriving and living He's again. So then now, now they're talking. It seems like I'm picking on this guy in particular, but I'm not. Now they're talking about the American headdress stuff, you know, Ooh, right? That kids have been doing for years and years and years at Halloween. Um, he's saying not everybody wears this. I'm like, yeah, I know, because you're wearing a suit. You're wearing a suit. That's kind of obvious, right? Obviously, not everybody wears it because you're not wearing it right now, right? By the way, um, I'm I'm just interested to know uh, which part of Native American culture did the three-piece suit come out of? Which tribe was that? Just curious. Don't want to appropriate anybody. Got to be careful. We're talking about cultural sensitivities. What's wrong with that, as somebody said in the chat? Nothing at all. So allow me. Allow me to indulge. I'm just worried. I'm just curious what, where the three-piece suit came from, for example. Uh, putting that to one side. Languages. This is a thriving and living culture. Ah. When I see someone wearing a... This is a thriving and living culture. But this one over here, well, that's just that's just awful. That's bastardized. See, the culture of Halloween is not thriving and living. The tradition of Halloween just, it just come out of nowhere. It's just invented out of thin air. It was just invented by white people so they could make fun of other people. That's really, that's the only thing that came from. It didn't come from any kind of Celtic tradition or anything like that or pagan tradition, nothing like that at all. No, it was only invented to sell costumes of Mexicans. So that's not a thriving culture at all. That's a sick, bigoted display 
and we're forcing our children to become ra the racists of tomorrow. War bonnet, it, it is disrespectful. I can speak to the uh, Plains style oh, bonnet headdress. Okay. Each feather is a counting coup. Yeah. So they were earned. It's yep. an eagle feather, which are uh, sacred animals to um, mm. a lot of different tribes. Yep. These aren't eagle feathers, of course. A part of, of the course. reason that it's hard for some non-natives to see how this is problematic. Mm. problematic because it's so part of like this warped history that them and their family and this country is really kind of created for them right. that like this is your identity we're western we've conquered this land um <laughs> again i have to ask but if that's true uh, why aren't you wearing one now? Why why aren't you dressed in your traditional cultural gear now? Because if you think that people look at these things and say, well, this is your identity and we conquered you and it's offensive and fuck you, then why? that's obviously not true because you're not wearing it. You're not wearing your traditional outfit. The other guy's wearing a fucking suit. So it's plainly false to say that but it doesn't matter See, reality doesn't matter well it's wrong for you to wear the cultural traditional dress of these particular people but when you speak to the particular people they say it's wrong to assume that these particular people wear the cultural traditional dress well how traditional and how cultural is it because you're wearing a suit and the girl's wearing a dress like a regular dress. You're not wearing the cultural traditional outfit. You're wearing something else. Oh, yes, but that is ours. You can't have, that's ours. But you're not wearing it. <laughs> if you're not wearing it, can we have it? No, no. It's, it's cultural and traditional when we say it is. Before you go ahead and, hey, I want to dress up as an Indian. Mm. Think about it. Okay. Should I get the red feathers or the blue feathers? Should I get the one that goes all the way around the back? Or just the one at the front? Think about it, kids. To me, this is okay. They're just dressing up as their favorite character from a movie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This one looks okay. The Asian lady doesn't look too impressed with this little outfit. I think we may have come across another incident of oppression and perhaps offence, ladies and gentlemen. She looks none too pleased with this one. I think the the lovely young black girl isn't considering the feelings of her Asian comrade here at the desk. Or at least the Asian girl hasn't told her yet that she's not allowed to like it. The Asian girl hasn't said that it's offensive yet. So maybe she'll change her mind once she does like she did before. I think this is fine. I think it's offensive. Well, I think it's offensive too. <laughs> what about this one? This just looks like a costume from a movie. Well, I think it's very offensive to have a costume from a movie that's representing Asian culture like this. You know what? I didn't even know. I didn't even think about it like that until you mentioned it. Now I agree with you. You're right. It is terribly offensive and racist. Let's burn it. Let's take it out the back, throw it in a dumpster and burn it. Mulan is the only few like representations in uh -huh. American culture of like Chinese, yep. of like Asian. Right. I just want them to celebrate the character. Right. You really should start your kids from young to really understand certain cultures so that we don't grow up like instances of Yeah. Uh, how, <laughs> I'm just curious. How many, um, you know, Chinese 
superstars in comic books should Americans worship? Is it just because she was kind of lamenting the fact that Mulan is the only one? I mean, there are 1.3 billion of us on planet Earth. Don't you think everybody should be talking about Chinese culture? Don't you think everybody should be appreciating Chinese culture? Especially those ungrateful Hong Kong people. They don't appreciate Chinese culture enough. They're out there waving their American flags and their UK flags. I don't know what the hell those people are thinking. Maybe they could have a little... uh, Maybe we should send them all of our discarded Mulan outfits and all of our discarded Chinese geisha outfits, apparently. No. I got it. No. I got it. What do we got? No. Yes, Barack Obama mask, ladies and gentlemen. Not going to so do it. This is the Barrio. Barack Obama? It would be good if you dressed up in the Barack Obama mask, but then had um, your other friends dressed up as the other characters from Point Break. And just like, you know, with guns over your shoulder, wearing suits with a bag with dollar signs on it. Yeah, we added him to the cast. He's going to be Robin Banks with us. Hey, Barry, what's up? What's up, motherfuckers? Yeah, this is offensive. If you truly appreciate it's this offensive. celebrity and truly appreciate this figure, mm-hmm. you could support them in different ways rather than wearing their face. <laughs> okay. So now they're telling you not only what you can and can't, uh, can't dress up like, but they're telling you how you should support the people you like. So if you truly respect Barack Obama, then there's more appropriate ways to show that respect. Keep on rocking in the free world. Freedom, baby. We love our freedom. I just love Barack Obama so goddamn much, I'm going to dress up like that motherfucker because I respect the shit out of him. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry, I know you're very excited about Barack Obama and I know you really liked him and I know you voted for him twice and I know you donated a lot of money to him, but can I just inform you that you probably haven't considered that there are more appropriate ways to show that appreciation for Barack Obama? Um, Have you considered the outrage, sir? Have you considered all of the people that you're going to offend? You have to do this head wobble constantly. This is an indication of how woke you are by how much you can do this. Um, excuse me, sir. Have you considered that there are other ways, more appropriate ways that are less problematic to show how much you like Barack Obama? It's like, who the fuck invited this prick to the fucking Halloween party? Who invited you to the Halloween party? What are you, What have you come up as? What have you dressed as? Anthrax. <laughs> You've dressed as cancer. I know, I can tell. Going around wagging your finger in everybody's face. Telling them to stop having fun. Telling them what's problematic and inappropriate. They're a barrel of laughs. I tell you what, I have the most fun when everybody else in the room is having the kind of fun that I think they should have and nothing else. (laughs) You know what's not fun? People having the kind of fun that I don't approve of. Yeah, they're a real treasure. I'm like, if you want to dress like Obama, wear the viral tan suit he wore and uh, wear like an Obama. Now we're getting fashion tips. No, if you want to dress like Obama, wear the suit and nothing else. I'll, I'll, sorry, I'll just go out and purchase a $5,000 fucking suit so I could look like Barack Obama and still have everybody at the party say, who are you, a suit-wearing guy? Are you a suit salesman? 
I'm a. I know you're a butler, aren't you? You know, 2016 pin or something. Oh like that. yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to wear a mask. For me, it's just a disrespect to that person, right. to that person's legacy, to that person's history. Unbelievable. Disrespect to that person's legacy in history. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not allowed to disrespect any historical figures anymore, are we? No, we mustn't do that. We mustn't have a little fun at a historical public figure's expense from time to time. Oh, no, no, no. This is bad. This is awful. This is terrible. It's a senora. So the leg so now apparently for, through political correctness, the legacy of Barack Obama must be forever enshrined forevermore. We've now we've just created a new tradition on the ashes of Halloween where people can dress up and have fun. We have created a new tradition and that new tradition is appropriate fun and not besmirching the good legacy of former presidents. Well, it sounds like fun, doesn't it kids? Mm. What are you going as this year? I'm going as an appropriate representation of one of the greatest historical figures of all time and doing nothing to besmirch his legacy, Mum. I'm so proud of little Jimmy. He appreciates history. He knows what's fun and what's not fun. He watched a Vice video once. A Chinese woman told him that he can't dress like Barack Obama and he listened. I'm, I'm glad that he knows his place. He respects his elders. Sugar skull. I wouldn't think it's offensive. I don't know if they're just trying to be Latin. Dia de los Muertos has been, become very popular. What is it? It's about honoring, you know, family members, friends, people who have passed. It's not really... What is it? Oh, the, the necklace skull thing, right? Really, like, sexy. <clears throat> yes, except Trump. No, no. Everybody should dress up like... Donald Trump. You'll you'll definitely scare the children at your uh you know your New York and LA Halloween parties when they're all dressed like themselves because they're not allowed to do anything else. Right, they <laughs> to kind of like diminish it to like a tutu with sugar skull material. I think that's disrespectful. You can't wear everything's disrespectful like this. It's, Why not? It's lived. You can't you can't wear cultures like this. Really? Why not? Somebody's making it. Somebody must be buying it. We're looking at the packaging. You know. Now, surely they're not going to take the sumo. They surely this is where I draw the line. You know what? Keep the Barack Obama. Keep the sombrero. Keep the the Chinese geisha outfit. You can keep all of the Asian shit. Not even interested. You can have that. But I swear to God, if you try to take our oversized sumo suits away from us, there will be war on this issue. <laughs> there is nothing like a room full of drunken yahoos putting on the sumo suits and bumping into each other and potentially causing damage to the property that they're in. There is no way you are taking that away from us, sir. It's really interesting how the, the guy in the picture has slanted eyes. But it looks like he's not Asian. I think it's oh funny. Oh my god! <laughs> That's really interesting. You know what else is interesting? I have a set of car keys over here. Look at them jangle. Ding ding ding. Isn't that interesting? The guy has his eyes squinted because he's going. <laughs> I would have thought that was obvious. I guess, I guess I'm the fucking idiot here, right? 
Like, uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of people dress up like this. Yeah, I will be one comment. of them bouncing into each other. The point I think it's offensive is the head. The head? Nobody get their, like, hair like this. In. <laughs> so the rest of the suit's fine. She just doesn't like the hairdo is offensive. The only offense, I would wear something like this, but not the hair. I mean, come on. I wouldn't be caught dead with a little bun on the back of my head. The Rasta dreadlock wig. Uh oh. Maybe one of the things I might just rip off somebody's head because, oh. like, what are you going to do? I just start thinking about, like, people I know who have, like, worn yeah. this and, like, mm. thought it was funny because, mm. like, they smoke a lot of weed and yeah. they're like, yeah, like, I'm. Weed, bro! Fucking weed, bro! <laughs> that's that's the last thing you want when you're smoking weed is somebody, some angry person running up to you across a crowded room and ripping shit off your head. <laughs> what the hell is this? You racist son of a bitch. I bet you thought it was funny because you smoke a lot of fucking weed, didn't you? Hey, hey, settle down, bro. Fucking weed, bro! Come on, man! Mariah. Fucking chill out, dude. Chill out, bro. It's so easy for you to just be like, I don't see the big deal. We have gotten made fun of. Bob Bob Marley was a big uh, segregation guy. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever listened to Bob Marley's songs? It was all about black power and fucking kill the whiteies and don't appropriate our shit. That's what Bob Marley was really into. I know there's a lot of rumors going around out there that he used to sing about, you know, one love and humankind and let's all get together and shit, but that's all a lie. That's a myth. The real Bob Marley was a black militant who would go across a crowded room and rip, rip dreadlocks out of people's skulls. Yo, that shit belonged to us, man. Fuck you, man. What, you think you smoke a couple of joints? You can take my fucking dreadlocks, man. You must be out of your fucking mind, bro. Jesus, Bob. He sounded, sounded so much nicer on the records. He really is an angry raster. Fired and all of these different things for, like, our natural hair. I'm not Jamaican, and I'm highly offended uh, yeah. by yeah, this. I'm just highly offended. Oh, well, pardon me. <laughs> See, it's a new it's a new level now because now we can get offended on somebody else's behalf, right? Which is it is a it is a concept so foreign to me. Pardon the pun. I have no, I have no understanding of how that even happens in the first place. How the hell do you get offended on somebody else's behalf? Somebody you don't even know. It's not like she's talking about a specific Jamaican person that she knows in her life who has expressed to her how much this stuff offends them. See, if I had a specific Jamaican person in my life who, who spoke about how much that hat offended them, I would say I'm not offended by it personally, but I do know somebody who finds it offensive. But that's not good enough, you see. You're supposed to share the outrage of an unnamed and unspecified group of people from which you have no direct knowledge of whatsoever. You, you have no direct knowledge of their opinion. You don't know the opinion of all of the Jamaicans, but you just decide to speak on their behalf for no fucking reason whatsoever. Well, I'm not Jamaican, but I'm highly offended by this.
What gives you that right? Why do you have the right to get offended on somebody else's behalf? You don't. See, this is why it's great to be a white person. Nobody gets offended on our behalf. Thank God. (laughs) Nobody gives a fuck about offending us. So at least we don't have to put up with people speaking on our behalf. You know what I mean? Well, I wonder how the white people feel. I'm very offended for all the white people out there. It's like, shut up. If we're offended, if we're offended by something, we'll tell you. Historically, that's what we've done. We're very good at it. So you don't need to tell us on our behalf what we're offended by. All right. Everybody's got the internet now. Somebody will tweet about it, I'm sure. Like Rastafarianism is an actual religion that people practice. Yeah. Like getting dreads is actually something that's deeply spiritual. You know how like hip hop <laughs> Did he, just, did he just say getting dreadlocks is spiritual? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to quit this podcast. I'm ready. I'm done. Getting dreadlocks is spiritual? And then on the fifth day, he created the dreadlock. And he said unto them, it shall be woven tight. And ye shall smoke weed, motherfucker, and sing songs of one love. And ye shall never wash thine scalp, for it thine corrupt the dreadlock, the spirituality of the lock. Having dreadlocks is godly. Culture is very big in China. (laughs) Gypsy in the chat. (laughs) Gypsy in the chat says... Is he appropriating rednecks because he has no teeth? Oh, savage. <laughs> now you just wait here, cotton picket minute, you son bitch. You think you can get around here with your no teeth acting like some fucking big shot on the internet? I'll tell you what, I come from a long line, people with no teeth, and I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Funny Man. Mr. Funny Man on the Vice Media, you want to talk about the dreadlocks being spiritual? Why don't you come down here and make some fucking moonshine, motherfucker? I'll show you what's your fucking spirit, at. Getting up there with your no fucking teeth. Why don't you get a new set of chompers, you son of a bitch? You don't even know what it's like to be down here. You don't even know what it's like to be a redneck down here, man. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. And, like, say, would mm-hmm. there are the Asian girls stuff, wearing yeah. braids. Are you okay with that? Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, no, I just. <laughs> this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> the Asian girl now. So now the uh, the black girl's getting back at the Asian girl. Because you see before the black girl was like, well, I thought that was a nice costume. But after speaking to you, the Asian girl, now I now realize that this costume is not nice at all. It's highly offensive. And the Asian girl's sitting there twiddling her thumbs and she asks the black girl, what about Asian girls wearing uh, braids? Are you okay with that? And the black girl's like, mm-mm. And she's like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> just, just yields instantly. You have no right to your own hair anymore. Like, we're, see, we're way out of fucking Halloween now. Did you notice that? It started off talking about Halloween costumes. Now we're talking about dreadlocks are fucking spiritual and you can only have them if you're a Rastafarian. Only black people can have braids in their hair. And it's like, how the hell did this transition take place in the last 30 seconds? 45 seconds ago, we were talking about drunken yahoos in a fucking sumo suit. And now all of a sudden, Asians can't have braids in their hair anymore. Just like that. (sighs) 
a whole a whole range, a whole you know range of salon products at the Asian salons in Chinatown just went out of business, just like that. Can't have it. Sorry, sorry, bro. No braids for you. No braids for you, little Asian girl. Try again. Something that's deeply spiritual. You know how, like, see, you're you're an Asian. You're only allowed to have your hair in an Asian way. You're not allowed to do your hair in ways that other people do their hair. Because we're all about progress. We're all about learning from each other. We're all about sharing. So everybody just keep to their own shit and never trade and never do anything outside of their own little cultural window and everybody will get on super. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, let me put my academic hat on here for a second. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the thing that's happened in the past, the terrifying things that have happened in the past, have always been as a result of cultural intolerance. You see, all the wars and the genocide and the colonization and the oppression and the treating of other human beings as second-class citizens, ladies and gentlemen, has come about because we weren't willing to share our human experience with those around us. So I think the way forward into the future is for us to all live together, harmonious, sharing with one another all the wonderful things from our culture and our heritage and our ancestry and our past. And then we will have truly, we will have understanding. For when we see an Asian girl wearing braids or a white kid wearing dreadlocks, we will know that we have come to a point in, in, in history where we have true tolerance and true acceptance among all people. And then you fast forward to 2019 and the same people who were saying that shit only like 10 years ago are now saying, ah, I don't think so, honey. If you're going to put braids in your hair, you better be black, bitch. Hey, the dreadlocks are spiritual, motherfucker. I don't want to see you with one dread. I will walk across the room and rip it out of your head. <laughs> Only the black people can have that. Only the Asian people can have that. Only the Mexicans can have that. You keep your filthy, grubby hands off it. It's like, wow. We really we really nailed this tolerance and learning from each other shit, didn't we? Hey, you really kicked a goal on that one. Well done, comrades. Well done. Hip-hop culture is very big in China. Yeah. Uh, and like, they would... Well, it shouldn't be. Hip-hop hip culture should only be popular in the hip-hop areas where African-Americans congregate. So here she is. She's told the black girl that she can't wear the geisha outfit. She can't wear the, uh, you know, the Asian costume. And now she's telling the black girl, well, we're basically taking over hip-hop culture now. Too bad. Eat it. <laughs> There are the Asian girls stuff, wearing yeah. braids. Are you okay with that? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. I just think no. it's like... Keep that in mind. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I'll make sure that I never do it. Disney princess Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Her name is Matoka. She was 15. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> you know what? Her name's not Matoka. You know how I know her name's not Matoka? Because the movie was called Pocahontas. <laughs> I don't care what you fucking call her. Couldn't care less. I'm pretty sure the kids who bought the DVD and the little and the little doll and the little outfits, they don't care what the you call her. You could call her Cupcakes for all I care. Her name's Pocahontas because that's the name on the fucking DVD. Sorry, mate. Just the way it works out sometimes.
just the way it happens. Well, you know, actually, her real name is Mokanta. Cool story, bro. Looking forward to the next Mokanta movie coming out. Who the hell is Pocahontas? Never heard of her. Oh, you mean Mokanto. Right. <laughs> Teen years old. Uh, she was kidnapped. She was uh, raped yep. by uh, John Smith. Yep. If in 2019, the only costume that you can come up with is a Pocahontas costume, then that says a lot about one's creativity. And also oh, oh, yeah, you're the creative one here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in 2019, if all you can come up with is a Pocahontas, we've come up with a whole bunch of costumes and you've said no to all of them. You won't even let people who aren't Rastafarian have dreadlocks, man. You know what? I've got an idea. I've got a solution to this. Because it seems like we just need some white people costumes. You know what I mean? We need some costumes that will make these people happy. Because white people have been going around for far too long, appropriating other cultures, wearing other costumes, and it needs to come to an end. It needs to stop. So I thought about it, and I came up with a couple of ideas for culture for white people Halloween costumes. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, and it needs to be white people that nobody else is going to appropriate. Nobody knows the real story of. How about this? This year, ladies and gentlemen, for Halloween, get your little white boys and girls to dress up like Jeffrey Epstein. Hey? Eh? Because it's ironic, you see. It won't it won't seem it won't seem strange to see Jeffrey Epstein, a Jeffrey Epstein costume walking down the street with other children. It'll just make sense. I mean, sure he's Jewish, but it's close enough, right? <laughs> it's close enough. So we'll get the white little white boys and girls dressing up like Jeffrey Epstein this year. I think it's got sensational crossover appeal. Just whack a mask on, you'll be fine. How about this lo this lovely couple here? They decided to go as Charles Manson and Sharon Tate. And they've even got the blood splatter on the front of Sharon Tate's uniform. Isn't that wonderful? Some nice white people costumes, folks. Some nice white people outfits. No, Not a dreadlock in sight. Not an Asian outfit in sight. Just some murderous white people high on LSD and a pedophile. Because that's white culture. That's all white people have now is the pedophiles and the murderers. That's all we got going for us, folks. Uh, let me take you back to last year where somebody decided to do this. A, a non-white person decided to pay tribute to another pillar of the white community, uh, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> somebody decided to do Adolf Hitler-style decorations in their front lawn. Let's have a look. Free speech versus hate speech. Yes. We found some Halloween decorations causing controversy uh, in Newport Ritchie. Newport. In fact, some neighbors saw, at least they say what they saw, made them sick. Sick. News Channel 8's Melanie Michael shows us why. It made me sick. This is just, this is just white people celebrating uh, Halloween the way white people do. Well, neighbors call the decorations disgusting. They disgusting. were stunned when they saw this. Take a look. Skeletons saluting Hitler. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, you need to ask yourself a very serious question at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, what is more offensive? <laughs> is it... What is more offensive? Is it a white person wearing dreadlocks 
or is it a skeleton doing a Heil Hitler? (laughs) Which would you prefer the white people do on Halloween? Again, dreadlocks on white people? No, no. Asian outfits when you're not Asian? Absolutely not. Rastafarian hats? Nope, sorry. Indian headdress if you're not Indian? Oh, no way, sir. How about a skeleton saluting Adolf Hitler? Can we do that? Um, <laughs> An offensive Halloween display. Here I was thinking that Halloween displays are supposed to be scary. They're exactly. Finish in the chat. They're just trying to be scary, right? <laughs> I thought this was the point of Halloween. Mum, mum, I just saw Adolf Hitler on somebody's front lawn. <laughs> it's mission accomplished. They've officially, they made the news. They've officially got the scariest Halloween display in the whole fucking street. They should be applauded. With concentration camp ID numbers on their arms. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Homeowners call it pure hate on Halloween. Day. This sickens me. This is disgusting. It sickens me <laughs> that, that we can have this, you know, with what happened in Pittsburgh. Neighbors what? here in Newport Ritchie were shocked by what they... Oh, I'm sorry. How many How many uh, skeletons were marching around with swastika flags in Pittsburgh? I, that's news to me. We saw skeleton after skeleton with the Star of David. Decorations <laughs> on display with arms in the air saluting Hitler. It says that she hates Jews and we should die. Oh, it's... It- no, it's saying that there's a whole bunch of dead Nazis, isn't it? It sickens me. It uh, sickens me. I couldn't fall asleep the first night I found out about it. Fall asleep. So what does the homeowner have to say about all this? She blames a conflict with the HOA. So why would you put that in front of your home? Because they're trying to take my house. Don't you understand? Susan Lamb. Oh. Oh. This story has a little bit of depth. <laughs> look at the look at the reporter acting very shocked here on the right. So she's putting up this display as a big fuck you to the homeowners association because they're trying to take my house. Yes, yes, I'm I'm sure that it's very I'm sure that there's a lot of people trying to take your house, Nazi. <laughs> I'm sure that there's people trying to take your house, dear. Nazi. Anti-Semite. But can, we're just going to stick to the report about why you've you've got the skeleton saluting Hitler. Thank you, please. Merton says <laughs> Ludwig in the chat. The plot thickens. She's received death threats over these Halloween decorations, but still. <laughs> well, that's the way to handle it. <laughs> She's gotten death threats. <laughs> stands firm in her decision to display them. Uh-huh. She tells us she's Jewish, and this is her way of protesting the HOA. I have freedom of speech. They have freedom of speech, but they need to leave my property. In- All right, I like her. <laughs> There you go. Edgy as fuck, says Kim in the chat. <laughs> it's quite a way to it's quite a way to deal with the homeowners association, though, isn't it? Fantastic stuff. Uh all of these clips and all of the articles we refer to in tonight's Halloween special, ladies and gentlemen, will be in the show notes. Uh I found this one. I tell you what, this might take us out to the end. Uh this is from CNN, ladies and gentlemen. CNN. On the back of that video, <laughs> this is this has got to be the dumbest. I can't believe CNN spends money on this stuff. <laughs> Everyone's like, she's a Jew. <laughs> Good story, bro. 
Uh, I can't believe CNN spends money on this stuff. Should you wear that Halloween costume, a helpful guide? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the good people at CNN, they're taking a break from their usual impeachment stories to tell you whether or not you're a racist at Halloween. <laughs> Black Vatter in the chat. Maybe some of those death threats are to keep them up. <laughs> Fantastic. Excellent. All right, so CNN is asking... So it's a it's a little thing where you click on an answer and then it spits out another answer. So, all right, let's let's do this together, shall we? So, should you wear that Halloween costume, a helpful guide? Now, I'm going to have to get you to choose between option one, option two, and option three. Okay, if you follow me. Now, option one is what's your costume? A creative take on current events. Option two is a sexy version of an otherwise normal thing. Or option three. A hilarious visual gag. One, two, or three. Those numbers again. Option one, a creative take on current events. Option two, a sexy version of an otherwise normal thing. Or, ladies and gentlemen, option three, a hilarious visual gag. You tell me. Let's do this together. Where do you want to go? It's a choose your own, it's a choose your own racist Halloween adventure. One, two, and three. (laughs) Ah, come on. A D. D wasn't an option. All three wasn't an option. Come on now. I think the threes are just edging it at this point. (laughs) You don't make this easy, do you? I think three just has their nose in front of one. Yes, another three. It looks like it's going to be a three. All right, we'll do option three. Three it is. So let's go for a hilarious visual gag as our costume. Okay, now the question. Now there's another question, ladies and gentlemen. Does it involve blackface? Now I want you to think very carefully. Option one, yes. Of does it involve blackface versus option two, of course not. (laughs) Option one or option two? Does the hilarious visual gag involve blackface? Option one, yes. Option two, of course not. You decide. People in the chat saying, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I think the ones are just in front. The ones are just in front. I think the ones have it. The ones have it. Okay, let's see what happens. Does it involve blackface? We'll answer yes and see what, what spits out, whether or not this outfit is racist or not. Oh. Oh, there's the advice from CNN on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. There you go. Not allowed to do racist blackface, unfortunately. Let's reset the gun, shall we? All right. Now let's just go through it and have a look. Uh, Let's see a creative take on current events. Our costume is a creative take on current events. Let's click that. 
Does it capitalize on a tragedy or a crisis? Yes or no? Well, I do like to capitalize on a tragedy or a crisis. Remember the wise words of that most famous and most revered Chicago mayor, ladies and gentlemen, Rahm Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel, who said, never let a good crisis go to waste. So I'm afraid I am going to have to capitalize on a crisis with my Halloween costume and click yes. Let's see what we get. Don't. Oh. There seems to be a trend developing here. <laughs> yes. Thank you, CNN. Thank you for directing me. So, so far, our first two options are a big no-no. We're not allowed to do our first two options. Uh, let's try a sexy version of an otherwise normal thing, shall we? Is it a beloved children's character? Is our, is our sexy version of an otherwise normal thing a beloved children's character? Well, I'm afraid, you know, I did, I did provide the option of children dressing up as Jeffrey Epstein for Halloween to scare the children. So I think that might we might have to go with yes. It is a sexy version of a beloved children's character because like we established, all white people have right now is pedophiles and mass murderers to dress up as. Everybody else is taken. You can't be Mexican. You can't be Bob Marley. You can't be Barack Obama. You can't be Mulan. You can't be Pocahontas. You can't be any random Indian. Can't do any of that. All we've got is the pedophiles and the murderers. So I'm, I'm afraid we're going to have to go with yes. No, says CNN. No. Well, I'm I'm rather disappointed. The three options we had for a Halloween costume here on the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen, have been don't, don't, and no. It seems like it's harder to come up with a Halloween costume than we first thought. Seems like the African American gentleman in that video we watched just previously, who said, "If you if it's 2019 and you're still trying to come up with uh, Pocahontas, then you really don't have any imagination." Well, it seems our imagination is being stifled by the likes of CNN and Vice Media, ladies and gentlemen. They won't let us dress up as anything other than pedophiles and mass murderers. What the hell? What the hell is a poor white person to do? And like I said before, it's especially ironic when you consider that this whole conversation about Halloween comes from these very elitist circles, these very upper middle class, more often than not, white, over-educated circles, where the big crime here is appropriating somebody's culture, yet they acknowledge that the, the, <laughs> the tradition of Halloween itself comes from white culture. It is a holiday invented by white people and now the white people who invented the holiday of Halloween are being told how they must celebrate it because it's wrong to tell people in other cultures what they can and can't do. <laughs> if you can keep up with all of that, ladies and gentlemen, without your mind bending into a pretzel, without your brain melting into custard, then you have my admiration. But it's all too much for me. And I'll just be handing out cigarettes to any child that knocks on my door. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends at RealPersonPLTCS, at ChrisMC44, at, uh, at YCensored underscore. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night. I think tomorrow night we're going to do Katie Hill. So that should be fun for the whole family. Bring the kids, bring your aides, bring your campaign staff. We're going to do Katie Hill uh, deep and thorough tomorrow night. So I hope you can join us for that at 6 p.m. Uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this Halloween special. I hope you have a lovely night. I hope you have a lovely day tomorrow. 
regardless of who you dress up as. And until tomorrow night at 6pm, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper, become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to rip dreadlocks out of my scowl, the scowl, out of my skull, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us. Stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.